It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, and Bill. And welcome to the inaugural episode of the Industry Insider Podcast here only at Promo Corner. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie, and with me are two co-hosts of this program, Jeff Franklin and Stephen McFadden, but we'll get to those two in a second. This fine broadcast is sponsored by the good people at Halls & Company. You might know them as ID Line. If you don't know, they're a 48-year-old run company with a staff that has hundreds of years of combined experience, and that's not easy to find. They have an online inventory program that allows distributors can not only put their badges into, but they also have mouse pads, counter mats, and a whole new product line of coasters. They offer free spec samples, random samples, and other marketing materials with their logo and details to help you sell more. In fact, they've even set up a great website for self-promo products. It's selfpromo.idline.com. You can upload your artwork and specific details, and they're going to produce 100 free, that's right, free, re-stick it calendars. They are repositionable decals that will keep your name or your client's name in front of their clients. Now, with that being read, again, this is the inaugural episode of the Industry Insider Podcast. And I'm here with two good friends of mine, Stephen McFadden, who is the president of Perfect Promotions and More. He is our distributor on this panel. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Bill. Thank How you are for you? Having me. I'm doing well. Good. Excited to be a part of it. Good. And we also have Jeff Franklin, who is the national account manager with Headwear USA. How are you, Jeff? I'm great, Mr. Petrie. How about yourself? I am delightful because I get to spend some time with you two. Now, the idea behind this podcast, and this is something that Jeff, Stephen, and I have been kicking around for about two or three months, is to talk about a single topic that is impacting the promotional products industry, but really looking at it from all three avenues of our industry. Jeff is going to have the supplier seat, being with Headwear USA. Stephen's always going to have that distributor seat, being president of a distributor in North Carolina. And I am going to take the role of the service provider seat here at Promo Corner. And the idea behind this is maybe we can talk about some of the topics that are a little bit challenging to all of us and get somewhere with them. Maybe come up with some answers, but we really want to encourage debate on this podcast. So when you're done listening to it, if you could comment, like, give us some feedback, we really would like it. And one other thing I do want to mention before we jump into our first topic, one thing we realize that is missing from this podcast it's the female perspective. I think we all talked about it. Mm -hmm. And so what we're kind of introducing is the concept of the fourth chair. There's three of us on this podcast, but there's an empty fourth chair. And we want that fourth chair to be filled with a female perspective. And it doesn't matter if you're a distributor, if you're a supplier or a service provider. I'm going to ask you to email me at bill at promocorner.com if you're interested in sitting in on any future Industry Insider podcast. We're going to do this every week. It's going to drop every Monday. And our hope, again, is to really uh, push forward some uh, interesting perspectives uh, on industry topics. So with that being said, Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, tell a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll do the same thing with Stephen. Sure, absolutely. Thanks. Um, so basically, my name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager for Hardware USA, uh, a supplier and hat manufacturer in the state of Maryland. Um, essentially, my start in the industry started off about uh, 12 years ago. I actually started on the distributor side, believe it or not. Uh, did that for about five years, um, working at a, uh, a distributor in Maryland as well, 
and um, was working with family and just decided that, uh, you know, it was it was time to, to sort of move on and left the industry for about six months and decided that uh, nobody can ever really leave this industry, right? No. Uh, it's a it's a phenomenal industry, you know. There's nothing else like it. So of course, uh, I was basically uh, scratching and clawing to try to find a way back in, and uh, had a good relationship with Headware as a vendor of mine uh, when I was the distributor, and uh, approached Tony Karlacek, who was who at the time was the uh, president and CEO of uh, of Headware here in the states. And uh, they created a position in Baltimore and sort of worked my way up. And, uh, you know, the territory expanded and grew. Uh, grew and uh, lo and behold, now I'm the national accounts manager for Headware. Awesome. Great stuff, Jeff. And yep. we also have Stephen McFadden who said, like I said, as president of Perfect Promotions and more, why don't you give us your trail of tears throughout the promotional products industry, Stephen? Oh, boy. Um, a brief well, one. A brief let me, one. Let me, let me, let me yeah. start. Make it brief. Good, good to add that before I started, and you had to cut me off. So, um, yeah, my uh, my family started the company in 2002. Um, I was working in college uh, as a student and started direct or started selling to a bunch of college departments and university stuff around there. I just kind of fell in love with all the creative nuances of the industry and being able to be creative on every project. And so I just obviously fell in love with the the industry. Uh, I've been doing promotional product sales uh, with Perfect Promotions here uh, out of the Raleigh area in North Carolina for about 10 years now. And uh, actually just this year got the promotion to president. So hoping to have some big things happen for the company and keep on rolling. Awesome. Great stuff. And, and for those of you who don't know me, my name is Bill Petrie. I'm president of Promo Corner. We're a service provider in the promotional products industry. And I've been in the industry 18 years. 14 of that I spent in executive leadership positions at larger distributors uh, in the industry. And then I went out on my own for a few years and had my own organization where I helped both suppliers and distributors grow their business, but really worked more with suppliers, suppliers like Oregadio, suppliers like T-Shirt Tycoon, and uh, Next Promotions to really help them get to the next level. And so I think between the three of us, we have some great experience and great perspectives on the industry, and I think that's what really attracted me to doing this this podcast was let's let's get all three avenues covered in the industry. So, are you guys ready to rock and roll? Oh, Absolutely, yeah. excellent. So we are we have a topic every week. We all know the topic in advance, so we can do a little research and, and do some thinking on it. So the the this is <laughs> I actually love kicking off with this one. Um. The question is, or the topic is, why do suppliers fund every damn thing in this industry? <laughs> so let's start with the guy who's making the suppliers spend all that money. Stephen, why do you make suppliers buy everything in the industry? Oh, I, I wouldn't say that, Bill. I think it's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we do. We, we really do. But I would, I would have to say there is a reason. Um, you know, we, we on the distributorship side, we're putting all of our money and marketing to get in front of our clients. So I think that there's, to, you know, to say that the, the perspective of the suppliers paying for everything, it, not to say is incorrect, but I think it could be a little misguided if, uh, if, if I should be so bold, but mainly because the perspective of it is they don't, a lot of suppliers may not know the amount of money we're putting in to put, to get ourselves in front of our clients. So there's kind of a, a trickle down, I guess, to my 
my comeback to that would, or my question would be, you know, we're, we're paying a lot to get in front of our clients, if that makes sense. So our clients could be saying the same thing about us. You know, why are, why are they paying for everything? You know, we're sponsoring lunches and meals and travel and all the other trade show expenses. So I, I don't, I don't know that I see it as a, a, a worldwide industry. I'm sure Jeff would boldly disagree with me but with <laughs> jeff do you care to be bold and disagree with mcfadden uh 100 i do oh, actually man. now in the case where you know hey let's say we're in vegas and you know a supplier you know wants to treat some distributor clients out to dinner or something like that i'm i actually really enjoy doing that like that's one of the things that i enjoy doing yes thank you for um, dinner jeff you're welcome steven um bill you owe me a beer um, uh, so well, I actually, it sounds like you owe me a dinner. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Next time. Um, no, but honestly, that's the kind of stuff that I really enjoy doing. But there are certainly some things that uh, that I feel like distributors could certainly pay for that where they feel like it's almost expected that they get it for free. Um, you know, speaking samples, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, suppliers have free sample, uh, policies and I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if they hear the word free and just think that it's free. There's actually a cost involved with that sample. Um, you know, for headwear, at least, you know, it comes out of our stock. So we pay right. for the stock as it comes in, we pull the samples, we ship them out, whatever. As far as spec samples go on any of those types of, uh, policies or programs, you know, we pay for each one of those individually. There are certain things, obviously, that I think distributors could do. You know, you could okay. pay for a sample kit. You could pay for your samples. You could, um, you know, pay for shipping. But honestly, we have distributor clients that even complain when we ask for a shipper number to ship out free samples. Yeah, and do you get pushed back a lot from distributors saying, well, why do I have to give you my my uh, shipper number. I'm trying to sell your product. Uh, are you trying to make it hard for me to do that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the conversation we have a lot. Yeah. Um, you and know, how, how do you push back on that? Because obviously you have to or you'd go broke. You have to. Um, and honestly, we have no problem sending out uh, the samples. Uh, there is obviously a cost involved with that, but we understand that there's cost to doing business uh, and there are costs of goods sold. However, you know, for us to be able to keep our margins low and keep the distributor, uh, you know, within, you know, a, a profitable range, um, you know, we have to keep our prices low as well. So obviously the cost of goods being sold has to be lower. So we try not to, you know, create a bunch of expenditures that way. But listen, I mean, if you're willing to send us your shipper number and get a little bit of skin in the game, we've got no problem sending you any samples like that uh, either. Now, Stephen, do you have any issues sending a, a reputable supplier like Headwear USA or Jeff Works or any any all the suppliers really in our industry are pretty reputable. Do you have any issues sending them your shipper number so you, they you eat the freight and they pay for the sample? I don't have any problem with that. Good. Although I do have a a pretty strict I don't pay for samples uh, rule of thumb, and that's that's actually I use the exact same analogy Jeff gave where it's well if I don't have it I can't show it so either you're going to send it to me or there's for other people that can send it to me and that's may not be the the most appropriate approach but it's uh i mean it, it saves us a ton because you know we assume there's a cost of doing business you know it's like Good. um you know but we definitely don't mind having some sort of skin of the game when and as it relates to shipper numbers or or uh shipping a direct or drop ship fees or anything like that yeah. so well, let's get a little deeper, though. So I think I think this question's a little more broad-based. It goes far beyond the uh, cost of doing business. I mean, I think we, we've covered that. I think we all all get that. 
Um, Jeff, I think it's abhorrent personally that any distributor would push back on giving a shipper number. Most uh, most of the time they don't. You do get pushback though. So sure. you know, a lot of times we'll you know we'll have to ask the question. They don't offer it up front. Uh, but when we do ask for a shipper number, a lot of times they will provide one, and that's totally fine. Um, right. I, I have a question for you before you move on yeah. to the next point, though, Bill, real quickly, because yeah. I know uh, you're you're still a very young guy. Uh, <laughs> but you are slightly more seasoned than Mr. McFadden and myself. Yeah. Um, so as somebody that has a little bit more experience in the industry, has has that always sort of been um, the, the case with suppliers sending free samples and things like that? Because maybe it's changed and suppliers have done it to themselves. I think from my perspective, yeah, it, it, it's really been like this as long as I've been in the industry. That, In fact, I think it actually was worse. I think it's actually gotten better. Um, I, I think it's only maybe in the last 10 or 12 years where suppliers felt comfortable asking for a shipper number. Before then, it was just, yeah, tell us what you need. We're going to send it right out. And I understand the mindset. I mean, the mindset mm-hmm. is, at least from, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, the supplier utilizes the distributor as the sales force. The, the sales force is the distributor. And so you want to make sure good distributors that are working hard have the tools they need to sell your product. You absolutely want to make sure of that. And part of that is our samples, right? Yep. But, but unfortunately, I think through years of abuse, through years of, well, I think my Aunt Molly would really like that for Christmas. And then they tell the supplier, um, yeah, I've got a huge client, totally need that sample for free. I think because so much of that has happened, I think the pendulum finally starts swinging of, well, you got to have, as you said, just some skin in the game. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we'll give you the product. We'll f- use the labor to pack it up and, and ship it to you, but we need, you're, you're going to pay for the shipping. And I think that probably curbs a lot of that. So I think it's actually gotten a little bit more equitable from, from the perspective of the supplier than it was when I got in the industry. Okay, cool. So I mean, that's it's good to hear. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. So what I want, yeah, I, no, no problem. That's what I'm here for, right? It's why I'm on the <laughs> podcast. Definitely. Um, so let's, but let's get back a little broader. So I understand the cost of doing business, but to me, it's all it's a little bit more than that. And especially you mentioned it shows, Jeff, and I know a big part of your budget is entertaining really good distributor partners that sell your product and that's cost of doing business but there are so many times where i see distributors walk up to a supplier in that show environment or even leading up to the show hey what are you doing for dinner wednesday and they're not asking what you're doing for dinner wednesday what they're asking is hey can you buy me dinner on wednesday <laughs> guilty how how <laughs> mcfadden admits it i love it Stephen, how do you so how do you approach that? I mean, you you probably you, you're a successful uh, businessman. You have a distributorship you're running. You probably get quite a few offers. How do you how do you handle that from your perspective? So we um we do we do this. So definitely guilty of it. But we we kind of have a strategy as it as it relates to that. So we we choose suppliers that we would normally see on a regular basis. Um, people that aren't going to be coming in and out of our store that we can't have a lunch with or mm-hmm. a breakfast with, you know, just throughout the course of a year. So maybe someone we wouldn't get to see other than Vegas, you know, have mm-hmm. that, that one-on-one time with them. And then we also look at the amount of volume that we've done with them 
then we kind of have a threshold of where we feel comfortable asking for something. You know, we don't want to ask someone where we may have a big order next year. How about you take us out to lunch and we'll we'll dangle that over your head? No, it's something where we've where we've have some, you know, s- significant order volume and with them throughout the year where we feel like, all right, Vegas is our time to kind of bank that. You know, so we, we use it to kind of offset all of our costs to get our team there. Right. And the more members we can bring on our team is kind of dependent on how much of the the trip we can get covered in a lot of ways by, you know, our, our partners, which would be the suppliers. So if we can't get, you know, if we, we can't bring eight, nine people every year to Vegas, if we can't have some of those costs covered by some of the suppliers. Okay, so let me push back on that because sure. uh, you said one of my favorite words in this industry, partner. It doesn't sound like a partnership with me, and I'm, I'm just going to push back here. It doesn't sure. sound like a real big partnership to me if you are thinking, if I can have suppliers fund my trip out there, I can bring more people. That doesn't sound like a partnership. Well, the partnership part of it is that we've done the significant volume threshold, as Fair mentioned. Enough. So it wouldn't, right. be, it wouldn't be someone that, again, that we don't know, don't have a relationship with, haven't worked with before. Uh, that we would request that from. I think that's a little too bold, yeah. if not if not rude. Well, honestly. and but but you know it happens all the time, and I'm not saying it happens from you personally, but you know it does happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this this podcast kick us off, this hot topic sure. kick us off. Sure. Jeff, let me ask you this: from your perspective, you have to say no a lot because you get a lot of people who come into your booth and say, "Man, I spent so much money with you last year," and. I need this rush order and this, this, and this, and you look it up and you know they did four hundred bucks. How do you how do you say no tactfully, um, where so you can save the relationship without kind of calling the person out? Uh, well, I mean, tactfully, you know, uh, see, for me, like a lot of times when you go to Vegas, I, I try to actually plan my schedule for at least for the evenings out, you know, months in advance months. because a lot of a lot of the distributors book their schedule months in advance so if Absolutely. you want to get in with the people that you really want to have those dinners with you have to book months in advance mm-hmm. um that being said if my schedule is full and there are no slots open you know i would i would very you know politely offer a free drink at some point you know hey let's go grab a drink uh you know at eye candy god forbid uh or somewhere else um you know on the strip or something you know hey let's go grab a beer and we'll you know discuss whatever issue it is that we're having or right whatever opportunity there is on the on the board um but that that would be how i would sort of counter that i have no problem you know sitting down outside of the trade show floor to have a conversation with somebody right um without it being a you know 500 hundred dollar dinner or whatever jeff right. did you just give us the the inside jargon of how i've been declined so many times when people just offer me a drink is that is that what mm-hmm. i just learned uh <laughs> listen i can't speak for anybody else i can only speak for myself fair enough the answer yeah. to that question, Stephen, is yes. <laughs> oh, um, <man. laughs> so, so we're getting close to the end of our time here. Let me ask a couple more questions of you guys and then wrap this up. Jeff, what would you like to see distributors do differently? Because I don't think distributors really realize how thin margins are on the supplier side. I certainly didn't until I started working with uh, suppliers. Straight up honest. Um, and I, I think because distributors normally operate somewhere between a 30 and 35% margin, they assume that the suppliers operate on that margin as well. And so they have uh, plenty of money to throw around. How do you how do you communicate that? How do you communicate, hey, you know, we don't have the budget for that. How do you justify that stuff? Um, you know, I don't know if this is the answer that you're sort of hoping to get or not. But me personally, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I think the... 
the hard part is a lot of a lot of my job or a lot of I think most suppliers job is education because there's such a low barrier of entry into this industry. Um, Wait a minute, there's a barrier to entry. Oh, well, 500 I mean, I, bucks. Yeah, yeah it's okay. like yeah, it's, it's it I said low barrier. Low. You know? Yeah, low, low barrier. So anyhow, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's because there's such a low barrier of entry. I think sometimes the quality of of people or or just, you know, hey, you know, you had somebody that was in a completely different industry before that, you know, wants to throw their hat in the ring. Um, mm-hmm. pun intended. That was pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I, I do some some good ones every now and again. Uh, but anyhow, I think because they want to, you know, sort of throw their hat in the ring or try out something different, you know, because there's a low cost uh, of entry. Uh, it's easy for you know Joe down the street to get involved in the industry without having any experience. So it's our job then to sort of educate them to be able to do it the correct way. Uh-huh. And so you know, coming back sort of to what you're talking about, I don't know if there's really a way other than educating the clients or doing things like this to sort of uh, show. Because honestly, my my first time uh, to the factory uh, was last year, yeah, and it's eye opening. So. It is. I, I would love if more and more distributors got to see that type of thing. I, I would actually like suppliers, when they go to their, their um, you know, factory tours in China or wherever else in the world, to have some place to show video and, and photos of just the massive scale of things. Because people seem to think that, you know, stuff is just, it's, it's there ready yeah. off the shelf in China, uh, where... <laughs> It's, it's, it's very much not. <laughs> well, and that's why I think a series like, and this is not pumping Promo Corner necessarily, but we have a great series called How Promo is Made, where uh, Brandon Petrich, who works for us here, uh, goes to factories and really documents the process of how a piece of, of promotional merchandise is made, um, including the decoration. And it's really eye-opening. I mean, everything from pencils to backpacks and chairbacks and things like that, it, it really is pretty in-depth and fascinating, and people don't realize that it's much more difficult than they think. That's a great plug, and honestly, if uh, if if that is out there, I'm unaware of it. And I'd actually like to see that. And I think how dare you? I think oh, more people my. should be pushing it out. Like, hey, listen, I, if I'm aware <laughs> of it now, I'm gonna show people that because honestly, if they can just get the idea of the scale of things, I think that's a phenomenal way to sort of educate. It's the about customer. a yeah, it's about a four and a half minute video per month. We to pick a supplier. It's not a sponsored thing. It's something that we just feel is, is good education for distributors to share with their end users as well, uh, to to really understand what uh, what it is so if you want to see that you just go to promocoroner.com click on the promo journal link and in the search box just type in how promo is made and you'll be able to see those steven let me ask you a quick question sure. um, so what do you think you do to really add value to the relationship where the supplier distributor relationship where they're not paying for everything what do you think you bring to the table or what do you think you can bring to the table well i think you know like you alluded to with the word partnership, I mean, it does have to be that. I mean, when we have opportunities and someone's given us the samples, given us the time, given us the energy, and mm-hmm. trying to give us those those new ideas, I mean, we got to show it to our the people that are going to buy them. You know, we. Yeah. I, I think for a lot of times, you know, and, and I'm speaking in general terms here, but I have seen a lot of folks that do meetings to get stuff for their showroom you know just yep. to show and then they don't they don't use it it's like we we recently purged the showroom of stuff that we're going to sell you know with suppliers that we want to work with and i think we just got to do our part and if we say we're gonna do a dinner with you by all means we should probably show some of your products you know it's absolutely it can, yeah great great stuff jeff um let me ask you a final question then i'll wrap this up 
what would you like to see distributors do more of to, to really kind of help uh, straighten out that pendulum a little bit? Uh, I sort of agree with what Stephen had just said. Um, you know, I think if, if you can sort of develop that partnership a little bit more with those suppliers that are willing to, to go the extra mile for you, uh, you know, I think it's worth giving it a little extra attention to to that partnership and developing that bond rather than, uh, you know, just going on to, you know, Sage or ESP and basically mm -hmm. just, you know, typing in whatever product you're looking for and, you know, clicking on the first thing that pops up or the cheapest thing, you know, developing that partnership. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that's what I would really like to see. And, you know, I think the other thing, like my, my big issue with suppliers spending uh, or, or paying for most of things, it's it's more like, in my opinion, like an EME style of event, you know, where we're paying for, you know, the distributors accommodations to come into that style of event, you know, the distributors pay for nothing. And then you get, uh, you know, very little ROI on that type of, uh, or you can get very mm -hmm. little ROI on that type of, um, you know, set up if, if the distributors don't decide to partner with you, but that's a right. huge expense. It is. It is. May I add a quick testimonial? It was, I think, uh, I think you're going to, you I'm, I'm jumped in pretty so. much going to, yeah. <laughs> uh, was, is related to the factory tour. So we, we decided we were going to take clients to a factory. Uh, it's actually down in, uh, in, at Numo in Texas mm -hmm. and, uh, took them through, they did a rock star job on showing off some stuff and, and, uh, had a, Fairly difficult client, uh, but they got to the end, wanted some pricing on stuff, and I had you know setups in there. Setups are something they had always pushed back on. They wrote me back in an email, said, "We'll never question you on setups after we see how it's done." And I yeah. think that was, you know, just that information and being able to show them how things work and run can really help to alleviate the the cost pressure from both sides. Um, so we're not always asking for free things here and there. We can get the suppliers the money as opposed to asking for those free free setups and all that stuff so well and that's that's great and i think both of you really acquitted yourselves well um one thing i'd like to add when i was a distributor and i i moved to nashville in 2011 and i was uh, working at a company that was starting a promote their office products company at the time the fifth largest office products company in the united states and they had hired me to come in and build and manage a promotional products uh, division. So that was kind of cool. I always like to joke when I do a talk, if you get an opportunity to start a business with somebody else's money, I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, but one of the things I made a point to do, because I certainly relied a lot on my supplier friends to help me out and in, in get good pricing, especially as we were being pretty competitive at a high level. And one of the things I made a commitment to do was every regional show or every time a supplier came to visit me, I would pay for dinner. I would take them to dinner. And even though with a lot of suppliers, it's not the technically their money coming out of their pocket, uh, you know, it's, it's the owners and so on and so forth. Just that gesture, um, I still get stories to this day. I, you know, Brian Porter, uh, who, who was over at Starline, can tell you a story at ASI Chicago. Uh, he, he and I and, and one of the uh, guys who worked for me as a salesperson went to Fogo to Schoen, and we obliterated, I don't know, 800 pounds of meat over the course of three hours. But I didn't ask him to pay for it. I paid for that. And I know that meant a lot to him to the point, you know, we're eight years later and he still talks about it. So distributors, if you get a chance and you can do little things like that every once in a while, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, it means the world to suppliers and really helps even that playing field. Anything else you guys want to add? All good on my end. All right. All good. All right. So we want to again thank our sponsor, Halls. 
and company ID line. Remember, if you want to go to that website for their free self-promo, that's selfpromo.idline.com. You can upload your own artwork and get 100 free re-stick it calendars, and you can reposition those decals anywhere you want. Great way to keep your brand and your client's brand in front of their target audience. Boys, really enjoyed it. Look forward to talking about whatever our topic may be next week. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.